every year you know quarterbacks rise every year. Now, this is a, this is a draft that's been quarterback heavy from the beginning. But every year there's a quarterback you didn't think would be a top pick. And somehow during this week you hear all of a sudden it's moving up, it's moving up. I mean, to the point where you look at some of the drafts, I mean, some of the mock drafts right now, Jeremiah, different different people who legitimately are in tune with NFL thinking, have J.J. McCarthy out of Michigan going in the top five, going in the top six. And everybody's telling you all the rumors are the Giants are interested in a quarterback, which they have to be. They just have to be. I'm sorry. I know people don't agree. I know people want to get an offensive lineman. People want to build the team around Daniel Jones. That Here's the thing. You can't trust Daniel Jones anymore. And while Joe Shane will tell you they do, and while Joe Shane will tell you they believe in the ability, that's fair. You can't deny the injury issues. Even if I'm, even if you're, I don't necessarily love the ability, right? I don't think he's a great quarterback. I see the, I mean, I see the tools. I see his ability to run. I, I think he's got a strong and arcu- uh, accurate arm for the most part, but I just haven't seen enough success. I've seen too much failure. And now coming off a knee injury, I don't know how athletic he's going to be. I, I, it's just an assumption he'll come back being the same player. I don't know. You can't have faith in Daniel Jones being your franchise quarterback, having missed two of the last three years or ending the last two of the last three years with major injuries. He had a neck injury that required surgery. Then he had the neck injury again pop up this year. Then he has the knee. I mean, you just can't trust him. It's impossible. So while Joe Shane, you know, gave you what he felt he needed to give you, and probably rightfully so, you're in, you know, you're dealing with the misinformation or at least not, you know, tipping your hand in a draft scenario with the draft coming up. And so they talk up Daniel Jones, but. Everybody tells you they are on the market for a quarterback and they'd even be willing to trade up. And it it makes total sense. It makes total sense on so many different fronts. One, they need one. And I don't care what you say. I don't care what the team looks like. I don't care about the offensive line. I don't care about wide receivers. I don't care about defensive edge rushers. I don't care about anything. If you don't have a quarterback, then you have to go get one. Plain and simple. Everything else is secondary. Everything else is ancillary. Everything else is what comes next. The first thing you do is find a quarterback. And this is a draft-heavy quarterback. And for this coach and this GM, this is what they do. And I'm telling you right now, you got to think Brian Dable is absolutely pounding the table to go get a quarterback. I mean, he's got to be, because this is what he does. We saw him get the best year out of Daniel Jones' career two years ago. We saw him obviously develop Josh Allen. Where to the point where Josh Allen for a while suffered without him, and my, you, I think you could argue many would that he hasn't been as good as his final year with Brian Dable in the years since. He hasn't been as good. Brian Dable also turned Tommy DeVito into a guy who couldn't wasn't allowed to throw the football against the Jets to beating the Green Bay Packers and you know being the toast of the town for a few weeks. I mean, this is what he does. He develops quarterbacks. And if he loses his job, if he has another losing season here under the guise of trusting Daniel Jones, and he goes through his entire first tenure as a head coach, which, by the way, you don't know if he'll get another. 
If he goes through being a head coach at the New York Giants, gets hired, gets fired, and along the way never drafted and developed his guy, he's going to kick himself for forever. So you know where the coach, I'm sorry, you know where the coach stands. Plus, it gives you job security. Let's be totally honest. I've been saying this for a while. If Joe Shane and Brian Dable want to keep their jobs, the best way to do it is to draft a quarterback. Now, hopefully that doesn't mean they'll reach, and I don't think they would because failing on the quarterback is just as much an indictment on them and at least you know will no longer hold their prestige of being able to do it. They will have a, a legitimate failure on the books. But this is what they do. This is what got them here. And as you're seeing guys move up the draft board, there's going to be, and, and here's what I'll say about it again, I'm willing to trade up to get the quarterback they love, and I'm willing to draft a quarterback at six. And honestly, I don't love J.J. McCarthy. I prefer Michael Penix. I think he throws the ball better. If the medicals come back, which you're hearing have been pretty good, that's really his problem. He's a little bit older at 24, which doesn't bother me that much. I've talked about this too. Yeah, he's a little bit older, Michael Penix, than he than some of the other quarterbacks. But I mean, you're not I mean, yes, you want the guy to be the quarterback for the next 15, 20 years, ideally, sure. But I'm looking to make impact and and inroads and strides, dramatic strides as a team in his rookie contract. Like that's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for him to be good over the next five, six years and changing my franchise, and then I'll deal with the, giving him the contract after that. It doesn't. He's not thirty. This isn't like what was it Chris Winky, who came into the league at twenty nine. Like he's twenty four years old. He's a, he's got an incredible arm. He throws the football, you know, beautifully. I know he had a bad, he had a great playoff game, and then he had a terrible championship game against Michigan. But I prefer him. But you're hearing J.J. McCarthy just skyrocket into this top echelon, and he is clearly. Right now, if you believe in the rumors, if you believe in the noise, he is clearly that that next quarterback after the top three. He's that he's the leader in that secondary pack. So whatever the Giants do, I, th- I think they probably had some thought process. I would think there was some idea where maybe you could trade back into the top, the back end of the first round and kept, and be able to take a Penix or to be able to take a J.J. McCarthy if they felt so inclined. Now I don't think you can mess with that. I don't think you can mess with that. I think the New York Giants have to take a quarterback six, and I'm hoping whatever they do, you would think that they have faith in it and they have belief in it. And maybe they are one of these teams that believe in J.J. McCarthy. But whatever the case may be, I'm telling you, the Giants need to draft a quarterback with that first pick. That's what I would do, or at least in the first round, they need to get one of these quarterbacks. And we'll see where they go. Maybe the Patriots could be a team that you could possibly trade up with. But that's what they, you know, it sounds like that that's what they're looking to do. They're on the market. They're on the hunt to try and figure out a way to get into the top of the draft and take a quarterback. And then the other question is, which is absolutely what they should do. Stop giving me all this other nonsense. I don't think, I don't know if the tackle's grayed out to be a a six pick or not, but uh, you know, oh, you got to draft an offensive lineman. You got to draft, you know, you, there's a million ways to figure out the offensive line. They'll draft offensive linemen. They'll pick some up in free agency. They need to revamp the offensive line. Totally true. You need to get a quarterback. That's what they need. And then the question is with Saquon Barkley, as we talked about this the other day, and as the decision looms, 
that the franchise tag could be back on the table. I don't know if the Giants want to do that. I'll be totally honest with you. I, my initial thought when the season ended was franchise tag them. I've slowly gotten away from that. I know they've raised the salary uh, the the um, salary cap more than we thought, and it's over two fifty. And you know, Joe Shane fully talked about operating under a much smaller budget, or at least he estimated a much smaller budget. So things change, and with that extra money, there really is no reason not to try and keep Saquon Barkley. I've never been one to tell you the Giants have to keep Saquon Barkley. I've never felt like, oh, geez, what would they do without Saquon Barkley? I think some of that noise is ridiculous. Oh, well, look what he is. Well, look what the Giants do when he plays, and look what the Giants do when he doesn't play. One, my answer to that question is, look at how many games there are that Saquon Barkley doesn't play. Right? There's a, there's a lot of data there to give you that answer. So, sure, yes, you're right. They're better when he doesn't play. Look how many games he doesn't play. And then secondary... He's their starting running back. He's their be- he's the best they got. If they go into the season with a plan of a different running back, it wouldn't be the same as Saquon Barkley missing time. Sure, when say any start, you know, when you're starting running back and as good as he is, and no doubt he's a talented guy. And I, and I just said I want to keep him. I think they need to find a way to keep him now that the, the, there's enough money to be had. But he is not a necessity by any stretch of the imagination. And I am fully ready to allow him. And I understand that there's some thought that the market is better than what we thought. I guess that's some of the early talk that he's talked to the Texans and he's, you know, he's talked to CJ Stroud and that could be a spot for him. And there's different teams around the league who are interested in his services. If I'm the Giants, I have no problem allowing him to hit free agency with some sort of agreement. If he, if he's so inclined and Barkley sounds like he wants to be a lifetime giant, hit the market, see what you can get. Give us a call. That's that's what I would do right now at Saquon Barkley. I, I don't think it's a necessity. I would try and keep him. I feel better about keeping him now that the cap is a little bit more and you can give him a little bit of money. I still don't know if I want to just pay him a flat $12 million this year that I can't mess with, that I can't finagle a little bit and lower that cap hit. I don't know if I want to do that necessarily. $12 million for a running back, I don't think that would be the market price. But I do feel a little bit more... There's got to be a way to keep him. You should try and figure out a way. Plus, you want to deal with a young quarterback. It's Daniel Jones's last year. You know, you really don't. I mean, I don't like. I know there's other options in the in the free agent market. I don't love. I don't. I don't like signing these running backs to second contracts. Like I, I don't. I'd rather just draft a quarterback in the draft. I'd rather take a shot on a, a third round pick, uh, and and having him be my my starting running back as opposed to going to pay guys who you've probably already seen the best from. I love Eckler, but. You want to give Eckler another contract? I, you know, I just I don't see it. So for the Giants, for me, it's it's just a matter of where the league is headed and where we put value, and we value the quarterback position and we don't value the running back position, and there's a reason for it. It's not stupidity, it's not stubbornness, it's not faulty thinking. There's a reason why Daniel Jones got paid and Saquon Barkley did not. And there's a reason why the Giants should be looking for a quarterback and have that running back conversation put on the back burner. Because they'll be fine drafting a quarterback in the later rounds. They'll be fine if they give Saquon Barkley a contract. They'll be fine if they give someone else a contract. And plus, it's all about, I would think, drafting this quarterback, developing him, and moving on past next year, I'm not sure the in. I'm not sure the the 
the feeling around the team is going to be a very positive one as far as wins and losses next year. I mean, they'll tell you that because that's what they do. The Mets are telling you that right now, and we know they have no interest in winning this year. The Giants might tell you, hey, look, we expect to win. We have Daniel Jones. We have Saquon Barkley. We've improved the offensive line. We've got talent. Dexter Lawrence. Uh, you know, hopefully they figure out a way to get McKinney, uh, which I definitely think there's a chance he gets the tag or the um, the other tag that could allow him to shop himself and then come back to the, the, the limited tag. I mean, we'll see. But for me, the Giants are all in on a quarterback, and right now I don't care who it is. And I'll tell you this right now, I don't like J.J. McCarthy. If they draft him sixth overall, I'll have I'll I'm on the J.J. McCarthy train because I don't think the Giants would I don't think Joe Shane would take a quarterback, and I don't think Brian Dable would sign off on a quarterback that they don't believe they can get the most out of, and they don't believe they can develop into a legitimate franchise quarterback. I fully believe in them being able to do it. I fully believe in them being smart and only taking a quarterback if they believe they can do it. And I fully expect this team to move forward with a new quarterback, and they desperately need to. 